Well, kia ora. Welcome to another podcast Deep Dive. And this one was lots of fun. JJ, absolute legend on the show today. Um, you may know her from her stints on The Edge, um, as well as more of them as a radio personality, broadcaster. And she's currently on the JJ and Fellini Driving You Home show that's in the afternoons on more fm absolute legend i don't know what else to say but enjoy this podcast with the jj in radio do you get paid fortnightly monthly weekly How's twice it work? a month in yeah. our job and where i work so fortnightly <laughs> it's kind of fortnightly but it's not really so if, if say if it for, if the, so the 15th and the last day of the month, this is really exciting chat. The 15th and the last oh, day of the month. Oh, this is riveting, really. If the 15th falls on a Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, you get paid on the Friday before. Mm. So if the 15th is a Monday, you get paid on the 14th and the 12th. And then you've got to wait till the 31st to get paid again. And sometimes there might be three Mondays in a pay cycle, and that might be your rent day. So sometimes it can be very difficult. What's, but, what's yeah. the go-to meal then? If you're scrambling, you know, you're on a budget, you don't want to don't want to go and eat out, what's the go-to cheap meal? Because I know me, I get wraps. Yeah. This is so funny. And I get beans. You know, like oh, yeah. Wattie's beans? Yep. Good. Uh, a bit of cheese. Oh, Wattie's beans. Like baked yeah. beans. No. Oh, no. Oh. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking like, like that. chili beans. Yeah, chili beans. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Mm. Um, if I was really desperate... I'd have one of those Uncle Ben's rice pots, a little can of tuna. <laughs> oh, oh, you've lost me at tuna already. <laughs> you've got to have protein, otherwise you're not filled up. Yeah, tuna it's though. It's the smell, I mean, it's the smell of blue cheese for me and the smell of tuna. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, you're not a fish guy or just not a tuna well, guy. Wow, hey, you're the one going to the um, Bluffer Oyster Festival yeah. soon. I am going there for work because <laughs> I've never had an oyster and I, I don't want one. Do you like mussels? No, I've never had. I never had a muscle until last year or the year before when I had to go to this food thing and someone made me eat a muscle fritter. See, yeah, but and? I couldn't get over the fact it was a muscle, so I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so this is the mind thing. Yeah, it is. I I'm really fussy, really fussy with food. Okay, let's go there then. Tomatoes, yes or no? It depends. How, where they are like not not cooked not 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 like um you know when you go for brunch and they give you eggs and bacon and and tom- roasted tomatoes on the side mm, no 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 yeah sun-dried tomatoes no but tomatoes fresh tomatoes and salad or sandwich or whatever sweet okay. and like you know tomato pasta or whatever yep so I'm a little bit I won't eat even if I'm starving to death mm. I will not eat pumpkin or mushrooms. Oh, I'm with oh. you on the mushrooms. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Okay. The pumpkin pumpkin looks appealing. It really does. Excuse the pun. Yeah. But I can't stomach it. If I put it in, in my mouth, I just instantly <laughs> gag. Dry rich. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh. I don't know what it is. What about pineapple on pizza or in burgers? Yes, definitely. Mm. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know. Are you judging me right now? Um, uh-oh. Does it look like I'm judging you? Yes. You had a judgmental <laughs> look on your face. I never face. get my non-judge eyes, like, perfected then, eh? I know. Plenty. Why judge someone if they like pineapple on pizza or not? Who cares? True, true, true. <laughs> I, I mean, mean we, I could judge you for liking wheat bix. I mean, whatever. 
Hey, I, I not also a fan hate, of Weetbix. No, I also hate Weetbix, I forgot oh, to say. Oh, see, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Weetbix. Mm, it's childhood trauma. So, oh, okay, I won't go me. there. No, oh, no, I won't go there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a dry Weetbix challenge to me. Oh, no. <laughs> dry oh. Weetbix were fine. I'd have dry Weetbix with um, butter and Vegemite on them. Oh. Uh, I know. Uh, strange, eh, as a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the the way I I doing a lesson with my kids this week on um, – like directions on a compass mm-hmm. and north, south, east, and west. I always say never eat soggy wheat bugs. Ah, that's a good one. North, east, south, west. Yeah. That's so, how you remember it. Because you're a, you're a school teacher. Mm. Does everyone who listens to your podcast know about you? No, not really. Well, a few do. See, that's the thing. You should do a, you should actually do a podcast episode on me where you're being interviewed. Mm, well, okay, I need so, a, I need a good host for that. Okay. Well, here I am. So Brad, <laughs> why did you decide to become a primary school teacher? Well, this is turned on its head, isn't it? <laughs> you did tell me you don't like talking about yourself. I think, but I'm the same. I hate oh. talking about myself too. But people need to know who you are. Why Why yeah. are they listening to your podcast if they don't know you? Yeah, true, true. I mean, for me, teaching just encompasses everything I wanted to do when I was younger, like act. I wanted to help someone learn something new, um, have fun, be like, what's the word? I don't want to say childish, but... You, you want to be the class clown and get away with it. Exactly that. Yeah. All my report cards said I was that. So That's you. You're yeah. a perfect teacher. Mm. So I want to flip the question on its head to you then. Why, if I actually, if I, I put it this way, if I had told you in 2021, you would have, you would be doing what you were doing. Hmm. And I told that to you as a say 10 year old or 15 year old, would you be surprised? No, because it's what I wanted to do since I was 10. And why? What happened? Well, How even did that- earlier. I don't know. I just used to listen to the radio and I I was so curious, like, how do you get on the radio? Because we're talking, um, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. There's no, you never saw radio people mm. ever. And Only heard them. Yeah. And I always, th- I thought I'd never heard of where a radio station would be or how you get on one. So I became fascinated. Mm. Yeah. I guess from an early age. And I love, I love to talk like back then. I had so much more confidence and I was chatty and, you know, I would like entertain people. Mm. I guess nowadays I'm just a little bit, I've been doing it for so long that maybe I (laughs) I get tired of entertaining people. But (laughs) as a kid, I thought, oh my gosh, I could do that because I can't sing. So Mm. I'll talk. Mm. And that's just. Did you used to have like pretend ones where you get all the fluffy animals set up (laughs) and and you'd interview one and, you know, they weren't giving you much, but you'd maybe. Mm. Um, not Role fluffy play. animals. I actually did, I actually interviewed my friends. Yeah. So I did make radio shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, wish I had one of the tapes. It would be awful, oh, but hilarious be... at the same time. It's funny when I I went back and listened to the first one of this I ever did. Mm. Cool guest, legend of a, of a guy. But I remember listening, just cringing, and it was only a year ago, and thinking, oh, what yeah. was I doing? Yeah, we're all like that with our voice. Yeah. Do you do that? Do you listen to yourself back on things and go, oh? I try not to. But in saying that, um, the other day I found some old audio of me from years ago and, um, oh, it's just painful to listen to. (laughs) But also the things we're talking about. Okay, so this tape was from about 1996 or 1997. Mm. I was – we did this segment on the show – the joke most likely to get you fired. And I told a gay joke, oh, no. you know, about a couple of gay guys on the park or whatever. And yeah. we, me and my co-host was just pissing ourselves laughing over this joke. And I just, 
I mean, at the time, yeah, totally yeah. acceptable for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think back now, and I, oh my god, I wouldn't even find that joke funny now mm. at all. Mm. And oh, I'd be horrified if I heard someone say that joke yeah. on the radio. But that was me back yeah. in 1997 because that's the way it was back then. It was just like, well, not right. a big deal. I mean, I've been binge watching The Office recently, the yep. US version. I'm I don't know if you've ever my sprite. Yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds cool with the ice. I feel like. I mean, did I say sprite? I meant vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what, is, what did I say before? The martini. Oh, espresso martini. <laughs> espresso martini. Um, and I remember watching The Office, and um, and the jokes are so bad. Like this is two thousand five. Oh yeah. And um, like I'm talking like terrorist jokes and uh, you know, <laughs> sex jokes that are like very like inappropriate. And I was just thinking, wow, it's crazy how. But then there's cancel culture, right? And things get getting pulled all the time. Oh, I don't like that though. Yeah. I don't like that because, like you say, those jokes at that time were funny. For so, you know, they're not funny now, obviously, mm. because we're we're wisened up. Mm. Um, but why take away history? Mm. Because that just shows what the culture was like back then. So why why make it? It's disappear? a learning tool, right? Yeah, it's not like it's not. It's how can it hurt someone now when it wasn't hurting anyone then? Mm. So mm. I don't like cancel culture. Just let it be. Let it be part of history. That's what happened. This is where we've come from mm. to now. And you can see the journey. See things we used to get away with. And well, because it'll get, get to a now. point, right? Especially doing what you do, and to a point, podcasting, where you'll be too scared to do anything. <laughs> It'd just be like, let's just read the Herald in a monotone, and we can't get in trouble for that. Right? It, it would be so hard being on talk radio because you are trained and encouraged in all radio broadcasting to have an opinion Mm. and the stronger your opinion the more successful you became Mm. but nowadays if you have a strong opinion and people don't agree with it which there's always going to be people who don't agree with Mm. you you get bullied slammed shut down um hated like Mm. just for having a i like labor i like national whatever Mm. you know that sort of thing it's so ridiculous when I'm, I've got a very open mind, so I like to hear other people's opinions, and I might not agree with them, yeah. but I can respect them. Yeah. Maybe I'll argue with them a little bit to see if they can come to my side, and if not, oh, well, I'll have to concede. Well, I mean, what happened to the days where you could just be friends, <laughs> and maybe, I, thought, I can't remember what I watched, I might, I might have been watching something on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Have oh, you yeah. seen that? Yeah. Um, but I remember one of the comments was like, "When was what happened to the day where if you supported this party and I supported that party, we could come and have dinner and be friends? Like, I mean, big whoop. Like, people do that with sports teams. Like, you support this club, I support this club. Although, you know, some countries it's like, yeah, you know, death threats and, you know. Yeah, that must be so hard on what you're doing, though. I didn't even think. It's one of those things you just evolve with it. Yeah. But, oh, I just tend to, I just tend to keep my opinion to myself for the most part. Yeah. I just talk about. On my show, it's easy because I don't have to really share my opinion. Yeah. I just have to talk about things that are relatable, yeah, things yeah. that we just do in our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And well, and that's heavy. the thing. New content for you comes from your everyday life, right? Yeah. Just Because I went to a stand-up gig recently. I loved it. Have you ever done stand-up? No. <laughs> you should give it a go. No. Oh, my God. Nah, it's pretty scary, but it was oh. Di. It was Di Henwood was um, it? Oh and God. Ben Hurley and those guys. Yeah. Awesome. I loved it. But all of their content was like, today I was in the parking lot and I, and this guy gave me a parsnip and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it all came from fresh, this is what's happening now, you know. 
Yeah. Which must have made it hard when it comes to lockdown and those times to find fresh content. It was so hard because for the first week or so, all your content could be about lockdown because it's all that consumed everybody. Mm. But after a week or two, people were getting a bit tired of it and you've done every topic imaginable. Like, um, I can't even think now. What what are you missing because of the lockdown? Blah blah blah, that sort of crap. What's your yeah go to snack? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many beers have you seen in the window? <laughs> um, yeah, it was so hard, and we'd we'd go into the studio because the only people that could be at work were the on air people. Were you like miles away, with separated by big boards? <laughs> well, we had to stay stand at least a meter from each other. Um, but you know, I mean, we're in the same closed room every day breathing the same air yeah, so yeah. if we're gonna get one of us is gonna get covid the other one's gonna get it <laughs> but um so we go to work in the office it's a massive building like about 300 people work there just empty and there's just no inspiration from mm. anywhere mm. you know you can't even see your friends mm-hmm. so because you draw it from around you right it's all yeah like, you know, like we get we get ideas from talking to our friends and you know, they might tell you a funny story and then you think, oh, I'm going to use that. Mm, mm. <laughs> Can I get you on the air tomorrow to tell that? Yeah, um, yeah. Or just, I don't know, you just feel more inspired than if you're in a, an empty big building and you're sitting there going, oh, what to do? And you can't even see outside. Mm, yeah. Well, because mm. for you as well, though, the other part of the job is that interacting with the caller, right? Yeah. I can imagine, I mean, I'm a teacher, right? Yeah. So I know the gig where... A kid gets up to share, it could go anywhere. Like, you, it could be like, all right, thanks, go, I'm going to see, well done, you know. And, you know, I've done some MC stuff with the same thing, and, you know, it can go south. <laughs> tell, tell me about that aspect of it. When you have callers call up. Oh, well, generally, the, so the callers call up and the producer but takes But they're screened, the right? Yeah, so they, they find out who they are, what they're calling about, the gist of their story. It's very rare, but it does happen, that someone goes rogue on you when you're when you're live yeah but god i wish i could think of this it happened recently um oh god i can't remember someone go rogue on you yeah they go rogue on you and your your eyes widen and you think oh shit (laughs) (laughs) what do we do how do we get rid of this person is there a button is there like an eject button no there's not no that's a that's the old days i think sometimes it could it could be either that. Yeah. We will sometimes like just bring the fader down and go, all right, well, um, I think we'll move on, you know, whatever. But sometimes it will be just someone's come on and they, they, they take so long to tell their story. Oh, that one too. And yeah. you're like, oh, try to find a way to just jump in there and, and wrap it up. Mm. And that, that can be painful as well mm. because everyone's attention span is so quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so, so short. Well, even, I think, I know, I read the stat recently and it's something like 10, not 10 seconds, that sounds too short. It sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely for kids. It's like something like 20, 30 seconds. You so I remember get, the biggest yeah. mistake I've made is going around the room, everyone read your writing you've done today. This is the first year. Oh. Three in, I'm like, okay. How do I make everyone else not read this out and not feel bad about it? Yeah. <laughs> but, just do a random draw. These yeah. three people will be reading their writing today. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you've got to hook people like straight away. 
That's, you know, you've got to think about Instagram stories. For example, each clip's only 15 seconds, but how many people just flick through and don't even watch the whole clip? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when the, the exciting part of the clip's at the end. You know when yeah. people do like the beach pan? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, and I'm hanging out with this person. It's like, well. Yeah, but you didn't get to it. I just saw you, another beach. Skip. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I always commentate my story clips. Like I'm pretty careful to make sure that the whole story goes together and makes sense. Mm. And, um, I, you know, I make sure the clip is under 15 seconds, not, I don't make a one minute thing into four clips, you know? Um, because I know what people's attention span is like, but still people flip, skip through. Yeah. But in radio, you have to hook them like straight away at the beginning of the break. And, and then just keep them there and, you know, your voice break should be like two to three minutes max, supposedly. Yeah. Sometimes we talk a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in radio, our challenge is to keep people listening for longer. And you want, when when people get surveyed for the radio ratings, hmm. they, they, uh, they tick 15-minute boxes. So each 15 minutes to us is crucial. Hmm. So we try and get people listening past that 15 minutes. Can we get them for 20 minutes and... Yeah, because yeah. we would the majority of your audience be because I'm I can imagine and this is just a you know a big portion would be motorists, right? Motorists, yep. Driving home, three o'clock after school traffic, pick up traffic, and then you've got um, the drive home traffic, which is usually from about four thirty to six. Longer in Auckland mm. in the big cities, but um, a lot of people do listen at work all day. Yeah. Which is cool. But most people listen in their cars now. Yeah. Which is... Unless you've got a car like mine, which only picks up my. Yeah. There's lots of those. Like all the Ubers, yeah. the Japanese, and they only get to 90. Yeah. And in Auckland. Which I need to get an expander now that I think about it. You should. You know what? It doesn't even cost much. I think it's like $75 and they'll put it in for you. Yeah. It's easy. not that expensive. But my FM is number one in Auckland. Because of that reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've got the frequency that everybody wants. Yeah. Well, I used to do... Because um, you can go to AM, right? Yes, FM AM, and then you can why? listen. To, well, I love listening to the commentaries on um, textbooks written in the eighteen hundreds. Obviously, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, on the worst. Sir Francis Drake, and, uh, and I don't know. And it sounds like you're listening on an old gramophone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny, eh? You turn them on, because oh, radio sport. I used to listen to that. Yeah. Um, how how interesting! But I remember I turn on like, and um, we've got another caller calling, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, okay, let's go back to my. It's all good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that wasn't um, someone trained well. Maybe they were new. Maybe yeah. they were filling in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just stereotyped everyone on the AM broadcast into that box. That's so it's bad of me. Okay to do. Yeah. In, two, in 2021. Yeah. Two, 2030, you might be called out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancel. My <laughs> podcast gets pulled from the yeah. air. Um, tell me about social media because you, you said right now you're really careful with it. But. If you think about it, it's only a new thing. I mean, well, 10 years mm. new, but when you started doing radio, that wasn't a huge tool. Now it's probably your biggest tool, right, in terms of influence outside of I guess radio so. itself. It's like... Do you enjoy it? Sometimes. You need it. Yeah. But I wish I didn't because it's, it's so much work. Mm. Like, for me, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But I have a meeting at work every week with this person who does online stuff and it's about my social media 
every week. Oh wow. What are you going to plan? What are you going to do? And I don't I don't know. I don't like to plan anything. I'm spontaneous. Yeah. This morning I saw a dead bird. So I <laughs> Put it on my story and ask people, like, what do I do with this dead bird? I What did you do with it? Well, it's outside my friend's house. Yeah. And it's her problem. So I've told her what um, some of the comments have been. But a lot of people saying, put it on the rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or put it in the garden, put some leaves over it. Yeah, it's more memorial. Yeah. Because oh, it's just like, it's just lying there on its back, honestly, rig and water. <laughs> legs up um poor thing like a blackbird or something yeah uh anyway no so i don't plan i don't plan it i wasn't even gonna plan that i just the only thing i plan is my bitchin kitchen which is a silly instagram i started in lockdown jj's yeah. bitchin kitchen so i'm like the world's most average cook yeah okay. and tell me about bitchin kitchen <laughs> i don't know i just started because i'd cooked it you know how everyone was baking in lockdown well i'd yeah. done a couple of things and put or it buying on. baking like me yeah so I put on my Instagram and then I thought, no, well, if you don't really, if you're not into baking, you're not going to want to see this. But heaps of people were asking me for the recipe and all that. So I thought I'll start another page mm. and I'll start cooking. And cause I drink wine every night while I'm cooking. Yeah. So I was drinking wine and I'm cooking and I'm some days it's good. And sometimes it's a complete disaster yeah. because I can only cook if I'm following a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. And I don't know. I've got like nearly 8,000 fans. <laughs> Who follow no it? Yeah, and I get oh sent gosh. free stuff to try cooking with this and try and cook with that. Is it on Instagram? Yeah, it's called JJ's Bitchin Kitchen. I'm going to follow it right now. My boss absolutely hates the name of it and wants me to change it. Oh, it's good though. That's the that's that's the catch for me. That's what caught me. Well, he thinks it's a swear word. <laughs> right. But I'm like, no, it's. Oh, there you are. That's funny. So absolutely oh, average amateur cook. I don't know if I don't think there's a story on there. It would have expired last night. So a few Good times, meals. A few What's time, that one? A few times a week. Oh, that's a um, that's a pesto. No, that's an pesto avocado. Pesto avocado pasta. Yeah, pasta. Could I just swipe right and I would have signed. Hang no, on, we didn't make the, these pineapple lumps. It's the store. It's the stories where the um fun stuff is, but yeah. I only do that about three or four times a week. So you and so it's Hello Fresh. Are you in on the Hello Fresh? I was doing Hello Fresh for ages, and I do Hello Fresh. Yeah, I find it really easy, but. Mm. Then they um, asked me to do some posts, paid posts. So they paid me some money and gave me HelloFresh. Mm, funny, I missed that weeks. email. Yeah. <laughs> they just sent it to me. I don't know. I feel I've done a, a few with them because I love HelloFresh personally anyway. So it wasn't a, a worry. They do want me to do more, but I don't want to, I don't want to saturate it, you know. Become the HelloFresh person. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to dilute the, um, Effectiveness of the ad by having oh there's Jojo with Hello Fresh again. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a sellout basically. Yeah, like yeah. I just I don't the money is not important to me. It's because you know I'm, yeah yeah I get paid doing my job. I don't need yeah. Everyone loves money, but mm. I personally value um, my time more, and also just I don't want to piss off my followers. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. That's so, yeah. That, but here but here you go right. A lot. One of the reasons I almost didn't start this was the opinions of others, right? And I know you've got to be important with the opinions of others. Yeah. Have you found a way to, you know, filter that where it goes? Because, I mean, you are a personality that people, you know, in, in New Zealand and beyond, I guess, um, you know, look up to or follow. Do, do you find that's kind of pressure? You know? um, or, or are you a little bit like, nah, stuff it. This is, this is me. This is what I do. Uh, Sorry, I'm just munching your lollies. Oh, please go ahead. I don't know. I don't really... I don't think about it too much. Like, 
I just don't, I don't care how many people follow me. If they want to follow me, they can follow me. I don't care if someone unfollows me. If someone doesn't like me and they comment on my page, if they say something mean, mm. I'll just get rid of them. Don't talk to them. Don't talk shit about me in my home. Mm, yeah. Don't talk shit about me on the stuff website or wherever. Don't talk. Come, don't come on my page and talk shit about me because I've got all my friends here and what they're going to do is they're going to gang up on you and then start bullying you and I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I only care about that. If people want to follow me, cool. If you don't want to follow me, don't follow me. This is my home is what mm. I think my social media is. Mm. And I don't have, I don't have, um, it's, it's just me. I don't, Yeah. it's hard for me to, plan like like i say i have those silly meetings i'm not i'm not an influencer i'm not um someone whose posts all have to look so perfect and yeah. you know photoshop right to fuckery yeah. it's yeah. it's it's just me it's just whatever i've got up to sometimes it's boring as hell sometimes you might find it funny sometimes <laughs> you might find it interesting but to me personally i don't care more, mm. i care more about my radio show mm. and i think that's because that's where my bread and butter is and that's my career and that's my life and that's my love yeah and that's an interesting parallel because you know on one hand people want organic you know people don't want the the poster girl instagram you know (laughs) but at the same time in radio it's well you kind of have to you kind of have to be really conscious if you're entertaining because that's kind of how you get your ratings and get your yeah i guess we just have to be conscious so i wouldn't misbehave Mm. You get know, a, little, a little bit edgy though? I do. I push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. But I wouldn't... So you're the one that has to be reined in. Yeah. That's actually a chat I have with my boss a lot. <laughs> since I came from the edge. Yeah. For the first few months at More FM, I was getting a lot of meetings about yeah, yeah. the way that I spoke, and, you know, the language I use and the ideas. And we don't do that on More FM. Our audience doesn't like that. Our audience is this. Our audience is that. It's taken me a while to get to know the audience, mm. but also respect that they are not interested in me pushing the boundaries mm. too much. Because what's the difference in demographic between those two? Um, the Edge is youth station, but it's still up to... 39 is their target. Yeah. Um, but they, they have a lot of people wait, you know, and all ages listen, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. But it's more of a, it's, it is, it's an edgy station. It's a little bit rebellious. They generally do, they're generally the first to do things. They, you know, you're going to rely on them for something that's going to maybe shock you, surprise you. Mm. More FM is uh, family friendly. It's targeted more women, say 30 to 50. Um, and they, you know, if you generalize the audience, we're thinking about mums and cars with their kids or, um, you know, just busy women who have like a house to run. They've got, work, you know, that sounds sexist, but women do run the house generally. Yeah. Yeah. House to run, life to run, a business to run and uh, work, whatever. Mm. So they're busy. They don't, they're interested to hear what's going on, but they don't have time um, for a lot of other things outside of their busy life. Mm. And do you find that demographic harder to relate to? No, not anymore. No, because yeah. I was uh, at the edge. Gosh, I feel like I'm being really boring. I haven't made any jokes. Anyway, <laughs> at the edge. No, we've had some good laughs. Don't worry. <gasps> oh, God, this is so not like me. Um, <laughs> the- this is all logistics. It's <laughs> 
But no, but here's the thing. It's, this is interesting, you know. People, this is the stuff that oh people don't really know. I hope people are interested because far out. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we're the down end, the rabbit hole, well and truly, and I love it. I felt really old toward the end, so I just felt old for the audience. I thought, oh, I don't want to talk about Kim Kardashian anymore or get my nipple pierced again or whatever. <laughs> like I just was over it. Oh, we're doing another naked stunt. And I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. It's like these 500 million episodes, uh, series of The Bachelor or Married at First Sight. I don't want to watch it anymore. Mm. I know exactly the way it's going to turn out. <laughs> I know exactly how it's manipulated. I can't be bothered seeing the same old bullshit. Uh, yeah. okay, so that's how I sort of felt at the end for The Edge. So I thought, I've got to, I've got to leave um, and do something else because I've been so comfortable. Mm. I've been there for 23 years or something and I, th- and I was scared to leave. I-, I just was afraid. What if I can't do anything else? And what if, um, this whole thing is just a complete disaster and yeah, bad move for me. Yeah. And I knew I couldn't do mornings anymore because it was, I was depressed. Mm. The lack of sleep was just really. Cause not- what time are you getting up for those shows? Oh, like between four and four 20. Uh, have to be at work at five. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Awful. It just because the stigma of of hard. radio, you know, teachers get the stigma. Twelve weeks holiday, nine till three. How cruise is your job? Which you know, I'm not arguing this twelve weeks holiday, but I mean, it's not <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> Same with radio, you know, mate. What do you mean? They're on air for three or four hours a day, and that's it. How good is that? But it's more to that. I know, than and that. we joke about that. Hey, we work a full four hour day. We actually work. 10 to 12 hours <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. we've got to come up with all the ideas yeah, yeah. they all have to happen yeah um yeah but then uh when i moved to more fm i felt like it was at first i thought oh this is too too safe for me it was too mm, too boxed too yeah i felt kind of boring like what well, I, I didn't feel like i could be me and then it didn't take long before i realized this is actually easier because it is me because I am the age of the audience. I mm. I am a woman who is interested in most of these things that we're talking about. I mm. like the music. I just, I can relate. I'm not a mum anymore, but I can relate to mm. parenthood. And I, I don't know, I just feel, I feel like it's, it's a bit cruisier because you can, you play two or three songs in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And not saying that, that um, it's less work, but it's just, you don't feel as rushed because yeah, yeah. in the morning you talk after every single song and it's got to be like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it, it's exhausting. So but the pace the changes. Yeah, the pace has slowed down a little bit, which is nice. Mm. But it's all day. I get home after seven and every night I'm like, oh, fuck, that was a long day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to talk to anyone. Just where's the wine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've turned into more of an alcoholic since yeah, yeah. I had breakfast. Well, and bitching in the kitchen as well. Kitchen. Well, that's actually that's an interesting question because, I mean, like I, me and you, very similar roles in terms of you've got to kind of be extroverted at work. You've mm. got to be putting yourself out there. Are you a little bit of an introvert when you get home? Or, or are you just, you are fully people person, energy from people? Oh, definitely that. Yeah, yeah. But I've become more of a introvert homebody, I'm going to say. Yeah. I think COVID started it and um, just the hours that I work mm. because I'm so tired at night time. Yeah, I spend a lot of time by myself because I live alone. Mm. So when I come home here at night, it's quiet and I'm tired and I've just got to get dinner and drink some wine, go to bed, come up the next day. So sometimes I feel like so antisocial. Yeah. But I just don't have the energy for it. But then again, I'm also bloody 47. So mm. 
maybe it's an age thing too. Uh, no, I mean, I feel that. I'm in my 20s and I feel that. But the other thing though as well is in your role and my role kind of, but your colleagues are your friends, you know? Yeah. Well, some, yeah. of, some of them. Yeah. So you are kind of hanging out with your friends all day. So you're working yeah. and you're socializing, two birds, one stone. That's the cool thing about radio is you are, you, you're like, it's so fun. Like my team that I have now, Flynnie, my co-host. Legend. And my, yeah. And my two producers, Dave and George, so, just the best guys. I know I've worked in radio for so long and I've worked with some real dicks at times. <laughs> yeah. There's always one dick on the team. And, and if you don't know who it is, then it's you. <laughs> yeah. And these four are just, us four together, we just so, we just love being with each other and we look forward to going to work. Which mm. Can't say that is, you know, for most people. Mm. I get excited. I go to work. We just have a a laugh and sometimes we have a what cry. Does, what does it, a, a cry? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What does a typical day look like in the sense of you rock up and, you know, talk me through it. You, you wake <laughs> up. I'm not talking like you, yeah. you put the kettle on and then you have a shower and then you, <laughs> then what you wash you your hands, whatever. When you, when you rock into the station, what is a typical day? So by the time I get to work around 12, so I've already done a couple of hours at home, we shoot messages back to each other on our group chat any ideas or any silly things that happened or jokes or whatever to just rack each other up. Yeah. Then when we get to work at 12, we um, sit down and come up with, like share all the ideas and come up with the show plan. What should we, what should we put in the grid today? What should we, what can we flesh out and make a bit better? Like, can we get a, an expert on to give us some advice on this? Or mm. will we take phone calls on this? Do we need to put this on social media? Blah, blah, blah. Do we need to record anything in advance? So we do that for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then we record some stuff. Like we'll record some of our interviews in advance so that we can edit them. <gasps> it's a lie. What? It's not live. Well, not all of them are. No, nah, no. <laughs> You're just shaking my world up. Oh, well, I mean. Broken my little heart. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I didn't realize it's it was actually, such a big deal. It's actually funny. Eh? Some people do are like that, though. They're like, what do you mean that this is not live? <laughs> the chat itself. Obviously. Obviously. Well, I mean, also, if you get an interview with, say, a celebrity, they're only available at one in the afternoon. So you've got to, True, like, yeah. go in and record that, right? So if, if there's anything we need to record in advance... For editing purposes or for availability, we'll record it before the show. We have a meeting with the boss and he goes over our entire plan and makes sure that it's all kosher, mm. which is quite annoying. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. It's like so hard to tell someone how something's going to be when you know in your head how it's going to be. Mm-mm-mm. But to say it out loud, ugh, I just don't. Just let it happen. Yeah, just let it happen. But he, he's pretty good anyway. He lets us. Pretty free reign nowadays. Yeah, good, good. In the beginning, he questioned a lot of things that I. Well, you've built suggested. that trust, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then sure, yeah, we go on air. Because <laughs> well, what are you? Three to six. Three to seven. Seven. Three to seven. Yeah, four yeah. hours, hard day. Hard day, hard yak. What is? Five thirty, we might go to the fridge in the kitchen and grab a beer. Yeah. Do, do you have a bit of a break? <laughs> no. Just when yeah. th- just if there's three songs on, I've got like eight minutes. Cool. I can go to the bathroom. I can yeah. go make a cup of tea. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's because how much the hands-on is you with the like with things in front of you? Nothing. You so just you just you just get a light saying you're on. Yeah, Flinny pushes all the buttons. Yeah, and he controls the desk, and I just just yarn. Chat. Yeah. yeah, I'm on my Instagram one, and I'm on Facebook email. Now <laughs> the songs are on. George and uh, Dave do all the phones. Mm. 
Yeah, so when the songs are on, all I have to do is discuss with Flynnie how the next bit's going to go mm. and if we need to do anything in preparation for it. Mm. Yeah. Because where, where are you based? Where's it based in terms of? In Auckland, the head office is at the bottom of College Hill, which is by Victoria Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a big police station there, and we yeah. are up behind there. Oh, nice. It's called Hargraves Street, and it's oh, this no, big purpose-built building, costing like $30 million to fit out. Mm. We moved in about a year ago, or before, actually a year and a half now, before COVID, BC. Yeah. Yeah. And BC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah, BC. What are we now then, AC? <laughs> oh, no, we're still, no, we're we're still, still in- icy in, in COVID. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. COVID sucks. Oh, I know. Far out. Oh, I know. Honestly, I thought at first it was a novelty. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can have a laugh about it for. Hey, talk to me once you've <clears throat> had a Zoom meeting with 28 18 year olds. Oh, yeah, that'll be so hard being a teacher. Oh, yeah. And kids don't know how to mute themselves on the, oh, on yeah. the thing. So, yeah, it's a nightmare. You, oh, you must have seen some funny things oh, in the background. Hilarious. Come yeah, on, you can share. hear their parents yelling. Yeah. Get off the internet. <laughs> I remember one time I got my um, my pet teddy bear. Yeah. My pet teddy bear. That's not how you say it. My teddy bear from when I was young. And, um, you know, still hold on to it. Yeah. Sooty is his name for anyone that wanted to know. And I held up. I go, all right, guys, go and get your friend. And I can't, I, I, all of them had this, even the, like, the tough boys that in school are really hard to deal with. Had their fluffy, you know, dinosaurs Aww, or whatever. You know? had, a little, had a little stuffed animal party. Yeah, because you've got the nine and ten year olds, right? And the other ones are starting to starting to get a bit sassy around there, aren't they? And mm. I had one girl say to me the other day, not meaning to flex on you, but I just got fifty nine out of sixty on my basic facts. <laughs> I'm like, flex on you. Isn't that what sixteen year olds say? <laughs> oh my god. She must have an older brother or sister. Yeah, nah, have to, eh? Oh boy. Do oh. you still get nervous on here? Mm, not much. If I'm in my studio, I feel safe and comfortable. Hmm. If I have to broadcast somewhere else, that gets me nervous because I'm out of my comfort zone. Sometimes I get nervous before an interview, just about every time. I don't know why. I think it's mainly because um, I'm I worry that it's not going to go well. That the person that that um, my questions are going to fall flat, or that the person isn't going to be um, easy to chat to, or you know I. Oh, That's God. a very real. Hey, I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Yeah, I could have rocked up today, and you could have go sit there. All right, I've got ten minutes. Oh, uh, no one's done that uh, to you, have they? Uh no comment. Oh. <laughs> nah, no, they haven't done it like that. But I remember sitting down with someone, and they said, "All right, I've got twenty minutes." And I was kind of like, "This oh. is a podcast. Did you oh. did you not get that memo?" <laughs> but yeah. um, it sucks when you like yeah, meet your idol. Yeah. Okay, like you, all these big stars in radio over the years, and they are just. They say not to meet your idols, right? That's so true. Mm. So, but then I've met Pink five times, and she's the best. Legend. She's amazing. Mm. She's so good at. She just knows. Are you the game. friend level yet? No. Ah. Oh. I don't even know if she remembers me each time I meet her. <laughs> but I wish, I hope she doesn't. Yeah. Because if she did, I she'd be like, oh, here she is again. Oh, my God. Stalker. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, but there was this band called Garbage. Yeah. And were Shirley they? Shirley Manson, the lead singer. Oh, my God. She was like the pink before pink. Right, right. They were garbage. Oh, Because no. she was a real bitch oh. when she came in. I was so disappointed because I had been so excited to meet her. And she just... 
It's like she didn't want to be there. She dismissed everything you said, didn't like any jokes, no oh. tomfoolery. Oh, then there's Taylor Swift. Only talk about the music with Taylor Swift. Oh, really? Oh, she'll tell you off. Oh, far <laughs> out. Guys. Really? I'm here to talk about my music. <laughs> uh, but that's funny because do you hear that before you go in? Like, okay, guys, it's Taylor today now. You know, the rumor is that it's only music with her. Oh, with a big star like her, you already get the, the oh, right. record company will say, don't talk about personal things, only talk about the music. But you try to, right? You try yeah. To push it. yeah, of course. That's yeah. your job too. Yeah. Who wants to hear about the way she came up with the song? Only <laughs> diehard fans and they already know because they Googled it. <laughs> you know, yeah. we want to know like, who's she having sex with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's the next song about? Yeah. You know, like why, how many cats she has and who picks up after them? That sort of stuff. Yeah. That's the cool thing, eh? Like, fine. Even podcasts. You said you made a comment earlier and you're like, I feel like I'm being so boring. Well, this is the fun stuff that people, you know, that see you go, oh, I wonder what. Oh, this is what I would ask. This is what I would, you know, like that's that's kind of the angle I go for. But who's the biggest? I mean, you've already said like Pink and Taylor Swift. Who? Okay, I'll put it this way. Who was the one you were most nervous about? Minus those names. Um. Whew. Tom Cruise, probably. But he was a dream. Mm. Absolute dream. Probably probably crazy, like people say, because he... I was going to ask that. Well, I didn't think he was crazy, but if you think about the experience I had with Tom Cruise, then you would think, he must be crazy. Tell me more. Because he, he was in New Plymouth filming The Last Samurai a few years ago. Great film. I just watched it recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he and then I was it? like, have you not seen it? <laughs> no, I have seen it. Oh, right. <laughs> I can't remember though. Uh, um, so he was in New Plymouth and we did this $5,000 bounty. If you can get Tom Cruise to call us for five minutes, we'll give you $5,000. And people were like putting messages in the letterbox where we were staying and trying to get to him on set and blah, blah, blah. And he had heard about it. And his sister, who was his manager at the time, she called us and said, Tom has heard about your bounty and he wants to call you, but um, he wants you to pay more money. And we were like, okay. So she said he's going to call Friday morning, 7am or whatever it was. And it was live. He'd been doing a night shoot and we were shitting ourselves. Anyway, the phone rang, the hotline rang and we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) We answer the phone and it's unmistakable Tom Cruise. And he wanted us to pay seven and a half thousand. And he matched it, and we paid. So together we paid fifteen thousand for this little school, Urunui Primary School, to get a sunshade. Oh, cool! Yeah, so that happened, and we were just so stoked. And um, next minute, he sends us this giant bunch of flowers, like the biggest bunch of flowers I've ever seen. Oh, wow! And um, and then we thought, oh, we've got to we've got to pay him back for mm. being so awesome. So we organised a few thousand people in New Plymouth to show up at the Bowl of Brooklyn's wearing black, and we spelled out Tomanaki in the grass. Oh, yeah. you know, renamed Taranaki Tomanaki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Daily News flew a helicopter over and put it on the front page of the paper. And um, surely he saw it. He saw it. Yeah, he was so stoked. He rang us again, oh. and. Um, he invited us secretly onto the set of The Last Samurai, but he said only four of us could go and we couldn't tell anyone. We went on this charter plane that he'd organised. Oh, my Me, gosh. Me, Dom, Jace, who was my co-host at the time, and Bex, who was a promo person in um, New Plymouth for us. 
And we arrive on set and we're just standing there and there's bloody Tom Cruise like in the middle of the scene, in the middle of the forest, like, you know, and we just couldn't believe it. We're standing right there. And then he came over and had a photo with us and was talking to us. And he, when he talks to you, he looks you in the eye mm. and you feel like you're the only person in the room. Right? It matters to him too, right? He's yeah. so good at it. So whether he's putting it on or not, but he seems genuinely interested in you when he talks to you, right? So we did that and we were thinking, oh, that was bloody cool experience. About to leave. And he says, want you guys to go and have lunch in the tent, in the mess tent with everyone. So we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we went to this big tent and there's all these people dressed up in these costumes Samurai's. right for the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was really strange and they've got all this food and we weren't even hungry really because we were just buzzing out that we met Tom Cruise. But anyway, <laughs> we're sitting there eating and this guy comes over and he says, Tom wants to see you in his trailer. My gosh, <laughs> it's, we were, it's a story that keeps on like, giving, eh? <laughs> Okay, wow. so they point out this trailer, just like in the movies, this big white caravan. It's got a white picket fence around it. And us four, no no one else, just us four, went to his trailer. There's no security guard, nobody. Mm. We, like, you know, <laughs> s- nervously step up, and I'm the first person to poke my head in, and there's Tom Cruise standing in his trailer, arm up on... Oh, ceiling just doing these stretches you know when you're stretching the side yeah, of yeah, your yeah, stomach yeah. hard work yeah and and i'm looking around going far out there's nobody else there it's just us and tom cruise he goes come in come in sit down and we <laughs> sit down on this <laughs> this big cream couch and it's got tc embroidered on it oh, and gosh. everything in his trailer had tc on it including his tv which was on and it had a screensaver of tc really strange but, <laughs> yeah very strange <laughs> and he had um pictures of penelope mm. he was seeing penelope cruise and um his kids all on the walls and i don't know why he had all this stuff there whether the trailer came from the states must or, have eh? i mean imagine calling that admin this- can you guys have this for me this for me this for me this yeah for me? probably probably did actually he had a Scientology chart on the wall as well. Oh. This big poster. Oh, gosh. Um, but he goes, hey, guys, I want to play you something. We've just finished this. It's the trailer for The Last Samurai. I want you to watch this. And we were like, okay. So we sit down, all four of us, just freaking out. Tom Cruise is sitting right next to us. Yeah. And he hits play on the TV and the speakers are booming. And this <laughs> trailer plays for like two and a half minutes. And we're all just glued to the screen. Yeah. And it finished, and there wasn't any noise from any of us. And he goes, well, what do you think? <laughs> and we went, um, yeah, that was good. That was good, yeah. Well, what do you say? Yeah, what do you say? You're lost for words, I aren't was you? Like, I was like, I'm sitting in Tom Cruise's trailer, yeah. watching his trailer before anyone else. Yeah. He's asking me what I think of it. And we were just, we were just stunned. We had nothing. Yeah. We just couldn't even speak. And um, he was, you know, making conversation. He had the picture of Tom and Aki on his wall. Yeah. And, um, he, oh, cool. He goes, um, oh, he's chatting away. And I was thinking, I, I hate to overstay my welcome. And I was thinking, as a famous person like him, surely he's like sick of us now. Yeah, so yeah. I said, well, thank you so much. We're going to go now. So I thought, I will say we're leaving so we don't get to that awkward stage where he's like, okay, guys, got to get back to set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he seemed a little bit surprised, but we left and we all got in the car and we drove off and no one said a word (laughs) for about 
two minutes maybe and then all of a sudden we just pissed ourselves laughing like we were like what the hell just happened (laughs) so unbelievable and then and then we get back and he calls us again a third time out of it his last day in new zealand he called us for another 20 minutes and spoke to us and we were just like this guy's amazing and he remembers your name and isn't that cool That's one of those stories of meeting your idols that actually went really well. (laughs) You should have just ended your entire interview career on that high, you know? I know. He did also invite us to LA to the premiere of his next movie, Collateral. And we thought, oh my God, this is cool. So we, because we were going to LA for something. Yeah. So we went there and it was all just a media thing. Mm. Tom Cruise wasn't even there. So we're like, oh, damn it. So we got to watch the movie, but he gave us, he had someone give us this giant, like A0 size, um, framed, signed (laughs) picture, movie poster, which I've still got. Yeah. But, um, and and when was, when were we talking that? It was 2007 or eight ish? Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Haven't spoken to him since? Uh, no, he called us for, maybe it was Collateral, another movie. We had an interview with him, but then him and his sister fell out. No. And he got another manager, and since then, we lost touch. Yeah. Because he came back to New Zealand, didn't he, to film Mission Impossible or something? I remember. I think he has been here a few times, yeah. But I wonder if he makes that kind of connection with everyone, or if you guys were something special for him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he's quite smart, because it gave him lots of publicity. So maybe he looks for something mm. in each of a new place he goes to. Like, mm. doing that thing for the school was a really cool thing to do. Mm. And I think he's just smart that he thought, oh, this is a cool opportunity for me to do something nice while I'm here and, you know, get some, maybe get some people on He probably side. thought this is, a, this is a small country, third world, New Zealand, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just bloody crazy. I honestly thought I was going to, if I wasn't married to Dom, I definitely would have tried to get a leg over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, if there's anyone to ditch a husband for I mean, you've got to be okay with the old Scientology stuff, but... Whatever. My current <laughs> boyfriend's Muslim. Yeah. And I'm not, so I just I respect other people's absolutely. religions as long as it's like and doesn't affect me in any negative way. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 20... Did you say 23 years? At the edge. edge. Yep. And it comes to... 23. Yeah. End. And whenever that was. What was that? Yeah, like October, November... December 2017. Emotional? Or did you clock out a while ago? It was emotional, but I was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember, like like most people, (laughs) the JJ, Mike and Dom. Yeah. That was the, and then then it was Randall, eh? Came on. Yeah, JJ, Dom and Randall, yeah. Um, Actually, how come you get to go first? It's just, it just goes on however the names sound together. Ah, so what do you now? Is it JJ uh, and Flinny? JJ and Flinny, yeah. So Flinny and JJ, hmm, probably mm. harder to say. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was, the okay, so But Ugly Bob and JJ. And I then, saw that. Well, I saw that somewhere. But Ugly Bob. Was, yeah. He was um, my first proper co-host. I say proper because I did work with this guy, Malcolm Paul, before that, but yeah. not for long. And when the edge was in Hamilton, so the edge started in Hamilton. And so you've spent some time in the Tron. Yeah, I lived there for. Uh, well, I went to school there when I was five and six. Where did you grow up? 
New Plymouth, though, when I was seven, I moved to New Plymouth. But I went back to Hamilton when I was 20 yeah. for the edge. Because the yeah. edge was just in Hamilton. And then after a few years, it started broadcasting to other cities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Bud Ugly Bob was my first um, proper co-host. And he his real name is Brian, Brian Reed, And he had like a bung eye. And he, he was really funny and just out there. And he entered the Miss Waikato competition. And he said, if I... I don't know, back in the day they let him in it. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't win, I'm going to change my name to But Ugly Bob. And, and there you go. Obviously he didn't win. And that was him ever since then. But Face for radio, eh? Yeah, he's sadly not here anymore. Yeah. Which is a real shame because he's very clever. And, mm. But yeah, that yeah. was sad. So there was But Ugly Bob. Then there was um, Jace and JJ, Jason Reeves. Mm. And then I worked with Clark Gayford too. For a little while. He was on our show. Really? Yeah. And What's Jesse he Mulligan. like? Clark. Yeah. Oh, this was way back when we were in our early 20s. He was cool. He was just a lad. Because wasn't he an actor? No, he was. Um, he did Cow TV, which was this TV station in Christchurch. That's and right. then he did a little bit of um, radio, like oh, some alternative or student radio, whatever. Oh, yeah. Then he... Came to us. Yeah. Uh, and then he did a little bit more TV. Yeah, he's just done a bit of TV and radio over the years. Right. So you won't be invited to the wedding then? No, because we're not friends now. I yeah. mean, like, not that we're not friends. It's just I haven't really. Oh, you done, have friends like that. We just haven't hung out yeah, since yeah, yeah. he didn't work with me anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. we, were, we were just work friends, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we used to get party and get drunk together and yeah. stuff. It was yeah. fun, yeah. Legend. <laughs> yeah. And then you, yeah, so JJ, Mark and Dom, that was like a 10-year gig, wasn't it? Longer. Yeah, probably, I think, 11. So, yeah, Jason, JJ, JJ, Mike and Dom. Oh, it was Jace, JJ and Dom for a bit. Mm. And then JJ, Mike and Dom. Then JJ, Dom and Randall. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was Jason, JJ when I went to More FM with Jason Gunn. And now it's JJ cool, and Flinny. Jason Gunn, legend. Yeah. Um, for you, though, when, when it came to you, do you remember your last recording at The Edge? Your last, you know, this is my last show. The last thing was kind of like my farewell speech. Yeah? Yeah. So is I it, don't really remember it. Okay. I was going to say, has it been like... I think it's online still. Yeah. But Did you cry? Yeah. I was so emotional because yeah. everybody was there. Wow. Everyone came in. I mean, it was nine o'clock in the morning, even the night show and, you know, it's just heaps of people. It's really quite... Oh, gosh. It's mm. like, that was my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Like, they have this award every year, the J.J. Feeney Award, that oh. they give to the best staff member. So oh. people nominate someone and then it's judged and they win this big award with my face on it. So that's quite flattering. Yeah. <laughs> and But how's this for a dynamic note? Now they're technically competition. Well, not for the same time slot, but it's a comp- competition, right? It is, yeah. Rivalry. So Sharon and Jaden, who do the afternoon show, is now my competition. Yeah. So we're obviously fighting for the ratings. Are I you, want more than them. Are you winning? You can't say. Um can say yes <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty close yeah yeah it's pretty close yeah, yeah. but, but you're still friend like it's friendly though right yeah, it's well, not we're like this, we're working in the same building we were that, oh no kidding oh there you go so we're Duh. meters away from each other do you ever try, do you pull pranks on each other sometimes yeah so mainly um the edge plays pranks on other people yeah we don't we don't generally because my boss doesn't like us referencing any other radio station yeah but 
the edge doesn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Often we'll be just in there doing prep or something, and then their producer will just come running in, followed by someone filming him, and he'll do something wacky, and I'm sitting there going, um, how am I supposed to react to this? Because <laughs> I know it's for their bit, for on air, but I'm thinking, what do they want from me? Do yeah. they want me to laugh, kick him out? Like, what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish they'd tell me in advance. <laughs> yeah. But we're right next to the rock as well, and the breeze, and mm. then there's George FM, the Edge and my FM all on the same floor. Mm. I know you talked about like <clears throat> different, st- uh, like what's the word? Skits and stuff like that you've done. I know this wasn't you guys, but I remember listening. I think it's The Rock because you just said The Rock and it flashed yeah. in my mind. When they used to do the Wind Up Your Wife Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. Far, that was funny, eh? I don't know if you ever heard that or <laughs> no, saw I that. No, I did, yeah. It was good. Um, I reckon that kind of idea of a skit. was it, Who was the other one? And they, I'm thinking it might have been an Australian one. And they used to call people and say that, hey, mate, you've been put down. I put you down as my reference for a job. Have you seen those ones? Oh, yeah. And, and then someone can you call, <laughs> if, he, if he calls you, can you just like back me up? And then, then they'd ring the guy, just a random number. <laughs> and say really crazy stuff. Yeah, that's funny. Have you got any um, of those that you're the most proud of, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, Too many. I mean, I got in trouble. No, 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 I'm not really allowed to talk about it. Hang on. Um, we used to do Make Mum Mad. Oh, yeah. The kids would ring in the school holidays and they'd, we'd get them to call their mum and wind them up. And that was always good because some of the mums would just be like, Jordan, I told you to leave your bloody sister alone. I can't come home. I'm at work. Whatever, you know, just, mum, I've broken the TV. What? <laughs> you know, that was just real funny stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not much of a prankster myself. Mm. But um, you've had to be okay with being on the receiving end of lots. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, have there, was, have there, there any the, that made you really mad for real? Um, no, but I did make good sport. Someone else really mad, and that was the Tom Cruise prank we pulled on Simon Bunnett. Oh, so um, this is before. Let's I, go there. Come this on. This is when I worked at the Edge, and it took a, it's taken a while for more FM listeners to um, warm to me, mainly because of this. Oh, I, I bet they all love Simon Barnett too. First of all, I'll say that this this prank won a radio award for best bit of the year. Oh, good. So well, there you go. It was loved by the industry. Yep. Secondly, I'll say it was meant to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Okay. I did not expect that it would go down the way it did. But Simon Barnett, when Tom Cruise was here last, he thought – Oh my God, he's, it's his idol. I want to meet Tom Cruise. I'll pay $5,000 if anyone can get me to meet Tom Cruise or get an interview with him. And we were like thinking, he's just stolen our bounty idea, which we'd won an award yeah, for, that's right. the $5,000 Tom Cruise bounty. And we were like, oh, we'll bloody wind him up. So I'm kind of friends with this guy in the States who's a Tom Cruise impersonator, and he's amazing at it. I think I, in the dredges of my memory, I think I remember this. Yeah. Carry on. So we, this was an elaborate prank. We made a whole fake website. Oh my gosh. An email and everything. The website was the exact copy of the actual Tom Cruise website. And oh, we, wow. well, it was a team of us. There was a team of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this is an operation. This is yeah. intense. So we had to message and say, look, we are the manager and Tom Cruise wants to call you. He's heard about this. Blah, blah, blah. He'll call you on Friday. He wants to see the questions in advance. It has to be live, et cetera, et cetera. And 
at more FM, because now that I work there, I know the inside story from their side. They were like thinking, oh, this has got to be a prank. And they were looking up their address, looking up the website, everything. And it all looked legit to them. Mm. They just thought, wow, this is actually legit. Mm. So um, we <laughs> got our Tom Cruise impersonator and I said to him, look, here's the questions that they want, they're going to ask you. They'd sent us this list of questions and we had come up with some real funny answers and he was going to burst into song and like just be, make it ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would know it's a joke. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't stick to the questions list at all oh, and started no. being real serious and yeah. ask, oh, how did you go in that movie and what was that like and blah, blah. And this Tom Cruise impersonator who's prepped on these questions he wasn't asked is sitting there thinking, ah, shit, okay, uh, and he just went along with it and he just made up all this stuff, I don't know what. But it was going on and on and on and we were like, this is meant to be five minutes, <laughs> 11 minutes, and we're listening and just dying, like we yeah. can't interrupt. We can't interrupt, we need him to say, JJ Domarandal set me up for this, right? And we're waiting for him to say it and he finally says it after 11 minutes of serious chat with Tom Cruise. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's this awkward, ah, uh, and we were, like, thinking it was hilarious. Oh, God. Because were you listening in from somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, we or? were listening in because we patched the call through. Oh, so yeah. we were listening in, but we couldn't interrupt. And we were also on air as well. Yeah, so yeah. we, like, had to play all these songs. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It oh, was just gosh. awkward. Oh, God, it was horrible. <laughs> I can feel it now. I can feel the awkwardness <laughs> now. There was nothing to do with me. <laughs> so bad and we all <laughs> and I just had no I, we never we thought about all the possible scenarios yeah. we never thought for a second that they would not find it funny we just thought it's hilarious. how could it's hilarious. you not find it funny but we never thought that they wouldn't stick to the questions they wouldn't stick to the five minutes we didn't we didn't think about that either well and so technically a little bit their fault we can say that well when <laughs> When I went to work at More FM, and honestly, no one knew I was going there. It was the biggest secret yeah. when it was announced that I was going. Yeah, I remember. I was uh, like, oh, wow. I don't think any of that one there was really happy with the idea at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why. <laughs> None of the on-air people. Yeah, they yeah. were like, what the hell is yeah. she doing coming here? And then She had to go and win them over. Yeah, when I went on air um, for a few months, I would get frequent texts to the studio saying what a piece of shit I was oh and how, gosh. why am I even working there? And I just bring everything to disrepute. And How did we patch this one up in the end? Um, we apologized, obviously, to Simon Bunnett, um, personally, and he was he was fine. He seemed cool. I mean, he accepted our apology. Didn't you do Dancing with the Stars with him? <laughs> with Simon, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Was that afterwards? No, that was before. Oh, that yeah. was before. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, how about fun. that though for an experience? Just on the side, dancing that with the was stars. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? For the most part, yeah. It was hard, hard work, and uh, the body you get from it, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit. Um, how do I say this? <clears throat> competitive. Yeah. Competitive, and for me, I. Because it just looks like a bit of a laugh when I yeah. watch it, like a bit of well, fun. I thought it was just gonna be fun, and I know that you know it's not really. It's mm. not really a competition for dancing. No. It's not. Everything is... It's a popularity contest. Yeah. Everything is uh, manipulated mm. by judges. Mm. I mean, producers, sorry. <coughs> yeah. Um, but some people took it a bit seriously. And then some... There's a little bit of backstage... Yeah. Uh, drama. Cat cattiness and drama. Yeah. Which I did not like. What was all. your favourite dance? Um, 
probably uh, probably the jive that that I started with the first one, even yeah. though I was completely amateur. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Because well, like were you a dancer before? No, not, not a professional. No, dancer, no. But did you like dancing? Yeah, I liked dancing. Like as a kid, I used to enter talent quests and stuff. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I always wanted to be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, so I have a bit of rhythm, but I'm no good at. Um, I'm no good at the dances that we did. I had to learn every step mm. and I have forgotten every single one of them. So if you get me to dance now, I'm going to look like an auntie at a wedding. Uh. Like, seriously, I've lost it. <laughs> oh, we it all have those aunties at weddings, yeah. eh? <laughs> Even now someone grabs me to twirl me around. I always go the opposite direction. I'm like so useless. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm no good at dancing anymore. Wow. <laughs> it was nah. just for that time. <laughs> that's, fun, that's fun though. Eh? Who was your host on that? Who was the host? Uh, Don Bowden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Sharon Casey. So she yeah. was... Uh, Oh, drive on the edge, and I was doing mornings. Yeah, um, yeah. So dancing with the stars. Eh? Do, how would you go on like Celebrity Treasure Island or something like that? Done that one as well, actually. Did you? Yeah, years ago, uh, Dom and I did Couples at War, Treasure Island Couples at War. Oh wow! And oh, it was so long ago, fifteen? No, I don't know. This must be the the because they had a reboot recently, right? Yeah. So on our. T- who would you know? Gosh, you know how people are famous and then they're not famous anymore? So we had... I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm trying good. to remember. We had, there was a show called Outback Jack, which was this guy, Vadim, and he was yeah. real good looking from, from the outback of Australia and all these girls like tried to date him and all that stuff. He he was on it with yeah. the girl that he won. It was like a oh, bachelor. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. bachelor. Um, Outback Paul and Jack. Zane, the two strangers we married the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were on it. And um, the horse racing couple won it. Um, O'Sullivan, Lance and Bridget O'Sullivan won mm-hmm. it. Huh. Um, Is it, was, it yeah. was it like you slept in luck? You slept. Like, honestly, there was no... I've heard that some of these celebrity treasure islands, they get some sort of hookups, but there was none. <laughs> we slept on the beach. We had a tarp. Oh. And no, I don't even think we had a tarp. Bamboo. I think we made... I think we made... Leaves. Yeah. Well, I didn't do much of that because Vadim's so good. Mm. He like caught a squid with his bare hands <laughs> in the sea and everyone had it for dinner. Unbelievable guy. That's funny, eh? He's so cool. And he was out there chasing chasing goats, yeah. trying to catch us a goat and tra- chasing Because <laughs> where, where were you? Where were you for this? Where was the Fiji. Oh, yeah. this, this tiny little island in Fiji, so uninhabited, but just yeah. heaps of goats on there. And across the water you could see in the distance was the, another little island where all the crew went to every night. Mm, so mm. they left when it was just dark. Just teasing you, eh? Yeah, and then they came back as the sun came up. So you were not alone except for overnight. Yeah. And you couldn't get up to anything because you're so shattered you just go to sleep. Yeah. You're starving. I bet you were going to sleep at like 6 p.m. when it went dark. Probably was. Yeah. But we were up early. Yeah. We had to shower in the sea. So like wash your hair in the sea. And we had to oh, dig a hole. See, I would have got real bad chafing if I <laughs> did that, you know. I always get chafing. Can you imagine we had no tools? We couldn't dig a hole for the toilet except for with a stick we found. So our hole was only about 20 centimetres deep. And it was by a, in a secluded part of the woods. But every time you went to the toilet, you had to look around, make sure no one was around. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What, we had, how long did you spend on it in there? Um, I was on there for what, eight days. And you got eliminated, right, or whatever? Yeah, so I got eliminated. Uh, you get voted out by your... No, you don't. You get eliminated. Oh, I can't remember. No, I think I got voted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlucky. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. How far did Dom go? Same as me. So we, as a couple. Oh, as a couple, you got yeah. eliminated. Yeah. Because I, I just was thinking, because I had a mate of mine who's a runner. Yeah. 
um, hop on the podcast oh, last year. That new Dom, actually, oh, yeah. his name's Marty Van Barneveld. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Probably not. <laughs> one of the many, many runners. Did they meet on Strava? That's like the dating Maybe. app for runners. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on it. <laughs> yeah. And you get, well, I, I learned this hack that I shouldn't have learned because now I'm, my integrity is forever compromised. Right. Because you can pause it and walk a bit and then play. Oh, really? So if you're running at a good pace. Ah. Right? Good one. You can pause and keep walking and then you can go. cheat the system. But then people, well, people caught on that I did that. Oh. And so I haven't run since. You've really. been ousted. I've been ousted by my friend oh, group. Oh no! Yeah, so, yeah, no Strava. They're quite serious on there. Yeah. Dom has met up with lots of people on Strava. That's pretty cool. Huh? <laughs> they're mostly men. Yeah, yeah. just all running nerds. Running club. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you don't, we don't have to talk about that, but it's cool that you guys are still mates, good mates. Yeah, we're yeah. good mates. Didn't you say something recently like the best ex-husband ever or something? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's really yeah. cool. I mean, because that what is that dynamic? You know, you are still mates. Yeah. Yeah. I think like. I mean, I still love him. He mm. still loves me. We married still. Mm. We actually, after three and a half years, still have joint bank account. Like we haven't split anything yet right. because we just haven't needed to. Like mm. if he, you know, wants to marry again or whatever, then, then or I do, then that will happen. But at the moment, it's just, we're both like can't be bothered with the admin, mm. and we kind of split because we'd worked together for so long. Mm. So we were in each other's faces all the time, but we had been through quite a bit. Like, you know, uh, we'd done IVF for 10 years. We fostered my nephew mm. and he was really, really hard mm. work. I'm going to say very troubled kid. Mm. And that really caused a lot of stress. Um, and I think and just the hours we work and I was depressed. I had depression and, oh God, Dom doesn't really know how to deal with that he thinks that depression is like oh you'll be right harden up you'll you'll be right say something funny or whatever he yeah. thinks that he doesn't understand it entirely which made it really frustrating for me and then I think we just lost that spark that romantic spark mm. that you have and instead of sticking it out like everyone told me to do mm. all my friends oh that's just marriage that's what you do blah 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 and I thought well but why mm. why who says who says you have to just be live through that. Yeah. yeah, what? yeah. I, and and Dom felt the same. And we just said, well, let's just take a break mm. and see, you know, if we're not if if we're just friends at home and we're not, you know, having any romance, then why don't we just be friends? friends and yeah. so we split and we just never got back together. Mm. And we probably won't. And I the think- thing is people look at that and go, like I remember when that happened and it going, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's gonna like change everything, right? But I mean, you still work together, yeah. still mates. Because I mean, that is the the narrative normally is okay. Someone's done something wrong, yeah. Or there's you know there's been a breakdown in years and years of communication, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But um, that's not quite the case. I'm just quite a realistic person, and I don't. I think if some if 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 a relationship fails, you're always both to blame. It's not just one person generally, mm. Mm. like. There's a reason that could lead to, like if someone has an affair, for example, what was the reason that led them to that? Like how much longer in a a marriage where you don't feel the romantic spark anymore, is it going to be before someone goes with someone else? Mm. And then, oh, they cheated on me. Because it didn't start like that. It's not like when they got married, there's already, I mean, maybe there are stories like that, but you know, you marry them for a reason or got with them for a reason, you know, Mm. that happens over time, yeah? Yeah. I just... I don't know, I just, I'll, you know, he's a great person. Yeah, yeah. And we 
are such a good team. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just, yeah. I know it's weird. People don't necessarily understand it or would do it themselves, but that's what works for us. Mm. And did did it ever? Um, yeah, did it ever get to a point where you like, especially when you left the edge, right? Yeah, where it was like that was the factor as well, or no? Nah? nah, I wanted. It was to- more a you thing. Yeah, I left the edge because we had already split up. So we, we split up in like September, I left in December. Because soon after we split up, I thought, I want to really separate myself from Dom. Because I'm always in the Dom and JJ box. Mm-mm. Everything, because he gets up to a bit of mischief on his radio career, because he's a bit of a shock jock. Yeah. And every time, oh, yeah. I always got dragged into I've it. I've seen his nude butt too many times oh, to count. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> he's got a runner's butt too. It's so flat. He needs to do some squats. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I, I want to separate myself from the JJ and Dom mm. as well. So, I did. Yeah. And it was good. It was. Uh, I should leave the each five years earlier. Right. Yeah. But even um, and another thing, and this is like this would be could be hard to talk about, or maybe not. But I know recently, maybe still, maybe it is still something you're working through. But you had vertigo, right? Oh yeah, crazy. And I know he helped you out. I I read somewhere about how he picked you up or something like that. But like I said, I don't do research on these. I just rock up and (laughs) check the old Instagram before I catch up in case I've missed something. But um, that even that going through that on your own. Yeah, well, five days couldn't get out. I couldn't move. Because what? Because for vertigo, for people that don't know, it's like there's different types of vertigo. The one I had is a vestibular migraine, where you so abs like I've never had a migraine before, but I hear yeah. it's like this. You you can't look at the light. Yeah. You feel like vomiting. Yeah. Your head is you can't even open your eyes really. But I couldn't even move my head in a millimeter without wanting to vomit. The oh. whole room spun. And, and it just came on suddenly, or? It came on the first time. Was stress-related, because I'd just been um, assaulted by a taxi driver. And three days after that, hey. this vertigo happened. And I was like, what? And I had to be off work for a month, because I was so dizzy for a month. Mm. And I've had it again since then. And that was also stress brought on by stress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stress can trigger it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's other types where you're just like real dizzy and you can go through the day and just be like real dizzy. There's, yeah, there's three or four different types of vertigo. You, it's Only one can be fixed with this manoeuvre, the Epley manoeuvre, they call it. Oh, it sounds very, Not the one I had. Oh, right. <laughs> it's awful. You have to write it out. And it can last for days, weeks, years. And once you get it, it can probably, will keep coming back through your life, which is Yeah, and when was awful. the last time you had a bout of that? Um, just a few months ago. Oh, maybe. No, I think it was about a year. Right. Yeah, about a year ago. And I had to have, God, another week off work because I couldn't move. I went back to work too soon and I was just dizzy at work. I was like holding on to things. Yeah, and, yeah it's so horrible. It's, it's awful. And and going through that, I guess I don't know, like if you were living on your own then or not, but without having your partner beside you, yeah, was to make it like even harder. Because I I know me, and maybe it's because I'm a male, but when I get sick, like man flu is a very real thing. Yeah, like I'm 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 on the couch, like I'm. I remember even when I was a kid, I'd say to my mum, "I'm dying." It was just a sore throat. Yeah, you know. You just want your mum to give you some attention and loving cuddles. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, and you know what? We can, I can be vulnerable enough to admit that. <laughs> That's what men need. Um, well, oh, yeah. I have uh, my mum, who lives around the corner, my friend Katie and Dom all have a key to the place. 
So they just let themselves in and bring me what I need. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Check on me and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because the first time it happened, we called an ambulance. My friend called an ambulance. Cause oh, yeah, because like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And they couldn't even move me to take me to the hospital. Yeah. So they just gave me a spew bag, <laughs> some anti-nausea pills. And because <sighs> and me, I hate vomiting. Like I, oh, I reckon yeah. I've got a phobia of it myself because mm. it's one of the worst things. I understand that. Mm. It is horrific. Yeah. Ew. What yeah. does a sick day look like at work for you? Did you just get a cover? Oh, it's hard to pull a sickie when you're in radio on air. It's oh, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to be really sick to convince the boss to give you the day off. Really yeah. sick. And yeah. then um, generally, well, if there's a team of you, like me and Flinny, mm. we'll just work without the other person. It's never as good. Yeah. Um, or So you, Flinny needed the Friday off, yesterday off, and I said to my boss, I want to take it as well because I don't want to be on air without him. Yeah. So then our producer, George, goes on air and he, he does all the, like, the contests and all that and then he plays some highlights of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's just the way it covers. Of course, for an afternoon show, you can get away with that. A breakfast show would be different. You'd have to have someone come in and step in. Mm. But if there's three of you, one out is fine. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, true. Because, so I mean, chemistry with your co-hosts and then when you're on your own. So, yeah, it's oh, so different. Not as funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you banter with yourself? You can't. <laughs> I bet you've had to, you've had to, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. How definitely. do you banter with yourself? <laughs> oh, you know, you use the callers. <laughs> yeah, true. You use the callers. You get people to ring up, and you banter with them, yeah. and then yeah. So that's why I admire stand-up comedians so much because yeah. oh, they're unbelievable. They, they do interact with the audience too. But they're unbelievable. Eh? Just yeah, it's a skill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least they can use the same material every day. Not like me. I've got to come up with bloody 20 different ideas every day. We should break. <laughs> oh, man, I should give you some ideas. What do I have? Yeah, let me think. Um, no, all mine would be students related. No, what? instead of an idea, it's more of a story. So what fun stories have you got? Like, so it would be like... Um, let me think. What about the time? Here, I'll tell you one. One time I um I went to Vanuatu and we were building water tanks. Yeah. And this old villager, um, his name was, he told one person his name was George. He told another person his name was Taro. He told another person his name was King Mildred or something like that. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Big afro. Yeah. Nice guy, but crazy. Yeah. And I remember he pointed to me and another friend of mine, and we were 16 at the time. So we're young, right? And he goes, you, you, follow me. And so he takes us through the bush and we don't know where we're going. Yeah. And then he pulls out a machete and we're thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to die. I-, I thought I was about to get hacked to death by oh my gosh. this Nivan. That's what they call the locals in Vanuatu. Oh and he, every tree walks past, he hacks it. like, gsh, gsh. And I'm looking at all these trees have all these notches where he's hacked the machete. I'm just looking for like signs of like smattered blood yeah. from that's dried and caked up. And I remember turning to this guy, Callum, going, bro. I think we've got to run. Like we've got to get out of here. And anyway, if we pull up it and he goes, this is my house. And we're like, oh, nice house, you know. And, go, and then we're like, still thinking like, where's the exits? Yeah. We're in the bush now. Like, yeah. I, I don't know where. I haven't done Celebrity Treasure Island, so I don't know how to build a shelter. I'm like, oh, help me. Um, but then he gives, oh no, he, climbs, he puts this machine in his mouth, climbs this tree and whacks down all this grapefruit. Oh my God. And gives us the grapefruit and goes... All right, let's go back. Holy. Uh, how holy buzzy shit. is that? How weird is that? But I thought I was going to die. I seriously, 
I've only had that one experience once before was when I was filling up my car and I saw the fumes from the petrol and thinking, oh my oh, gosh, crap. is that like explodable? Yep. You know, the life flashes before your eyes. See, yeah, stories like that, like, oh my goodness. That's perfect. So we'd get you on, tell that story, and then we'd do something like, have you ever thought you were going to die? And it was fine. In the most ridiculous situation, yeah. Yeah. Because you know how you think, oh, fuck. I seriously... I thought I was going to die on my honeymoon. There was a um, yeah. storm, and we were in Bora Bora, which is like, it's just beautiful, and off Tahiti, and the, the rooms are over the water, and honestly, the storm was so bad. I got my video recorder out, because this was in those days, 2004. Yeah, yeah. Got my video recorder out and filmed just in case we died, and I needed someone to know that this was our final moments. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny where your mind goes, eh? Like, where does your mind go when you're in that position of, I think I'm going to die? Yeah. And then, obviously, you didn't, and you're like, you kind of feel huh, like an idiot. It's just a storm. It's just normal, apparently. No one was panicking, only us. Yeah. That's funny, <laughs> Like, eh? it's a normal day in Bora Bora. That's, that's, like, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, even tropical rains, gnarly. Like, I remember oh, yeah. being in, in Vanuatu again, and it was raining, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Never. What's happening? Oh, that's just rain. That's rain. A bit of light rain. <laughs> Um, Crazy. Yeah, well, that's a good segment, but you could probably get some pretty weird, like, devastating calls, though. You'd probably that's get some why we have ones. a screener. Yeah. So, George, here's a, the, you know, the gist of the story first. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't want to put anything on that's too heavy. Yeah, because someone could come on and say something like, I was kidnapped for real. And <laughs> yeah. Then, and I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> no, because then it's awkward, because where do you go from there? Because, you know, you've got to you've got to play 11 songs an hour, so you mm. don't have time to sit and dwell on it. Yeah. And you feel like, oh, maybe this should be reported to the police. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, are we legally in trouble right now? <laughs> so, yeah, we like to keep things light, if possible, in the afternoon. That's generally because of That's the mood. That's the demographic. It, yeah, well. it's the mood of people. You've had a big day at work. You're on your way home. You just want something light and uplifting, not too challenging. If you yeah. want something challenging, you'll go and listen to a news talk station. <laughs> but you just want something light, hear a couple of tunes, go home, fucking get dinner ready and yeah. live your life. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to have a laugh too. You yeah. definitely want to have yeah. a laugh. Yeah, which is why it's light and silly. Like Our even, topics are never too serious. <laughs> yeah, nah. Even I know I've recently been a part of a couple of stag do's of friends of mine. And I probably you probably had stag do yarns for days on, yeah. on radio. But I remember getting com- like completely told off from, not told off. What's it before it happens? Pre-warned right. from the bride. Like we got a list of rules or the groomsmen <laughs> of what we could and could not do to our stag, oh which was fair enough. Um, but then they keep like, she kept calling, giving us like stories of like, okay, cause we, we know someone who got put on a car wash and they died. <laughs> Seriously. These dudes put their stag on a car wash roof thinking it'd be funny. And he died. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, we're definitely not going to do that. So we just played frisbee golf and played it safe. <laughs> well, I'm sure she's exaggerating too, though. Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, it would be dangerous to go through the car wash. Absolutely. Mm. But the thing that comes down, it's censored. So if it felt a person there, mm. it wouldn't come all the way down. That's true. You just get flung. Maybe paper cuts from those things. That, <laughs> you know? Well, there's only one way to find out. Your turn. I'm not on that wacky <laughs> station anymore. Uh, maybe true. your podcast could be live from the car wash. Yeah. I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly um, <laughs> less keen to do these. <laughs> um, you know, I, I normally land these things, JJ, on kind of a what would you be doing? Not what would you be doing. What do you still want to do? That's kind of what I have meant to say. You know, you still got, you know, years and years of living. Yes, you still got at least 40 in you. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, let's be safe. Oh my 30. god, if I'm still on the radio at 87, that's going to be tragic. That means I've got no money because <laughs> I do not want to be working when I'm 87. If so what, I'm yeah. even alive then, which I doubt, because the longevity of my family is usually like early to mid 80s, so I'll probably be gone. Yeah. Oh well, it's nice knowing you. Yeah. I'm more, more, more than halfway past my life now. Yeah. <laughs> is this scary? It is sometimes. It is. It's weird to think that you're just not going to be that every single person you know right now, including yourself, is going to be dead. Mm. Everyone. Yeah. We're all dying. Every single one of us. It's so strange. It's not a fun it's thought. So strange. But anyway, I'll probably be bored of life by then. <laughs> Where are you going to be ten years? Um, Blue skies. <coughs> Where do you want to be? Because I'm Algeria. sure there's still. <laughs> no, my boy, my my um. I know, I know. One true love lives there. Mm-hmm. He's not my one true love. He's one of them. One of them. <laughs> Tom was oh, my Jim. one true love, and then I've now I've got another one. So, yeah. um, what will I be? Well, I don't know. I'll still be at more FM probably if I'm going to be honest. Because yeah. do you move to the what, what's the what's the even oldest section? The breeze magic. <laughs> You could always go uh, Coromandel FM. <laughs> oh, God, no. I possibly would go to the Breeze, but probably maybe I'll – you do this when you get older, you go to talk radio. Maybe I'll do yeah. that. So I, I don't know. We'll I haven't thought about the, it. We'll find you on the AM. No way. <laughs> FM all the way. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Technology is moving so fast as well. Like maybe podcasting becomes so huge that it's a way to make money, but – it's not looking that way yet yeah, for no, New Zealand. Definitely not. Um, Unless you're Joe Rogan. Sorry about it. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you teach a salary and then your salary from the podcast, zero dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, My, actually, negative dollars, you know. Yeah, you don't do it for the money, eh? No. It's like writing books. You don't do that for the money. You do it just for the fun of writing one. Mm. There's lots of things you do just for the love of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was kept, that's what keeps life interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Is there anything that you've wanted to do always and you haven't yet? Not really. I mean, I just I'm Done lucky. I'm lucky because I've had to, I've got to do everything. Like, I do want to travel the world more. Not while there's a coronavirus. Mm. Um, if I if I had more time, I definitely would want to do a lot more charity stuff, like helping uh, women and kids in need and stuff like that. That sounds so boring, but that is really what I would always want to do. But just. I just don't have the time to commit to it. Mm. Um, so I don't know, maybe when I'm retired, I'll head up a trust or something. <laughs> Who knows? JJ Trust. Yeah, but yeah. apart from that, I don't I don't know. Mm. It's weird that it sounds like I don't have any ambition, but my ambition no. is to just keep winning the ratings. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were about to say the lotto. No, <laughs> that would be fun too, but... Chances of that are pretty small, yeah. aren't they? No, but hey, that's actually cool because I've, I remember having a, I can't remember who I was with. I've had a few of these conversations, yeah. believe me or not. But um, I remember someone on the on the line somewhere saying that it's actually okay to not have the 10 step plan, drive, goal, what I want to do when I'm 61 and a half years old. Mm. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's actually all good to be like, I'm actually enjoying the flow. I've got a good series on Netflix. I've yeah. got, um, you know, I've got a good job. I've got, a, I've got some friends. I'm bitching in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with that, you know? Exactly. My main goal is just to lose 20 kilos, but I can't be faffed, so... Mm. Um, I, I know the place. I've started going... Um, I've, I've got to maintain fitness myself because right. I'm, I've got one kidney, so I've got to... Have you? Yeah. What happened to the other one? Oh, do you want the scientific or do you... <laughs> well, basically it didn't work when I was born. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, I can live a pretty normal life. I just can't yeah. have too much salt. 
Oh. Yeah. That's my which, favorite thing. Well, well, I know, right? I moved up from Fonga Matar, which we've got a subway and that's it. Oh. To McDonald's and KFC. And yeah, let's just say I had a blowout <laughs> over three years of study. Oh, no. But um, so for me, but I've been going to Les Mills. Oh, yeah. I'm the only guy in the room because everyone else is, you know, a woman and, and their right. 30s plus. But yeah. I don't care because it is a little bit like aerobic y dancing. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's, it's not like I'm going into pitch. Oh, right. You go to the classes. I go to the classes. Yep. It's fun, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. that's So, you know, if you're into that. I have done it in the past. My problem is I just don't like to make appointments. <laughs> because, like, what if I, like, I don't have time in the week, in the mornings. Yeah. The only free time I have is the weekend. Yeah, and true. if I say I'm going to go to a class at 9 a.m. on Saturday, I want to get to Saturday and I'm going to be like 8.30. I don't want to get out of bed right now. I want to stay in bed a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh. I know I have a great excuses for every reason. Well, I've started been. walking to work and back, and that's been good. It's about three kilometers each way. Oh, did you see me looking and analyzing? Yeah. <laughs> Sky Tower's there. Yeah. The city's always so complicated to me. Like, I look out and I think, it looks like a mission to get anywhere. But that's because, you know, when you live on the shore, everything's so easy. Yeah. And I'm look- overlooking the motorway, so Spaghetti Junction. It looks chaotic, but mm. it's actually not. You just don't go on the motorway. Hey, I I found a park straight outside. Easy. Cool. No, no, because I know when you said, oh, I'd let you in. I thought, oh, no, it's going to be one of those places. Have you oh. ever been to Hobsonville? No. Hobsonville oh. It's oh. kind of like these Only. kind of apartment-y kind of things, yeah. and it's a nightmare. There's no parks anywhere. No parks. So when you want to visit a friend out there, yeah, oh, it's not fun at all. You've got to walk for three Ks to just to go shit. and visit. Yeah. Now, there's generally parks outside here, but um, I do have two car parks in the basement. Mm, nice. Especially for situations where someone may need to come see you and they can't get a park because yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah, very much. I like to, you know, cater to everybody. Do you like hosting people? Um, or do you prefer to go to a place and be hosted? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a host. I don't have the confidence awesome. in myself to supply the food. <laughs> I can tell you baked all of those for me. Oh, no. I went to a great cafe for those. Yeah. Ginger crunch. Oh, yeah, um, that's what I'm eyeing up to. Oh, bloody help yourself. Um, I don't know. I like... I'm just like some... I'm not quite a generous person. Like all my friends will tell you this. I'm just generous. I'm always like just helping people, giving things to people. Um, just... Trying to make people happy. Mm. That's totally. my thing. That's cool. It's probably to my detriment and, you know, whatever. See, money to me is, um, I never have any because I'm so shit with it. I'm just no good with money and I don't value it like I should value it. Yeah, yeah. Like if someone, if my friend's in trouble, whatever, and they need a couple hundred bucks and I've got a couple hundred bucks, I'll just give it to them. Mm. Even if it was my last couple hundred bucks. Because it's just like, oh, well, I get paid again in another two weeks or whatever. I know I just like to make sure that everyone, I think that everyone should share the wealth like yeah. in this world, but they don't. Yeah. But that's why I think we should be charitable and things like that because we can all actually help each other. And, yeah. you know, sometimes really you're, not, you're not responsible for your situation. Sometimes you could be in the shittest situation. It's not your fault. You're born into it or whatever. Mm. Yeah. We're anyway. very privileged, eh? We are privileged. Mm. But, you know, you can't save the world, unfortunately. But One person at a time, though. It's nice if you can help. Yeah. 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 Where well, you can. <laughs> what would you say then? And this is where, I, like, I love land the plane. Uh, that's a cool analogy. Land the plane. Someone who's young, 
No, actually, no. Nah, take that back. Doesn't have to be young. They could be in their forties or fifties. Mm. Are you saying that's not to- young? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know, middle age. Blah oh. blah blah. Washed up, bloody on the shelf. Fucking no one wants it. Hey. Cobwebs all over it. That's More me. FM. More FM. Nah, um, the breeze. What would you say? <laughs> the breeze, yeah. When we're talking breeze, then then I have the right to say yeah. that. Nah, no offense, breeze listeners. <laughs> no, we're just joking, guys. Um, just yeah, jokes. Disclaimer, uh, TM. <laughs> um, lawyers all get involved. Um, what would you say to someone who wants to, you know, you have always wanted to do radio. Yep. You're in it. You're loving it. To someone, no matter their age, wanting to pursue what they want to pursue. Even, you know, they mm. might be in a job and they're right. not really enjoying it yep. or whatever. I've always wanted to be like me. I love teaching, but I always want to one day step into similar world to you, right? What would right. you say to someone that's trying to, wants to make it? Well, for a start, in your situation, you're already doing exactly what I'd tell you to do. So you're, you're already smart. So if you're doing a job and let's say you don't like your job, mm. quit your job. Like honestly, if you if you're Practical. if you're in a relationship you don't like, if you're in a job you don't like, if you just quit. Mm. Like, why do people put up with shit that makes them miserable? I don't understand. People are scared to do it because they think, then what? Will I be alone? Will I not have unknown, any money? Right? Yeah. But how many times have you seen someone uh, made redundant or quit their job and be or be fired or whatever, be freaking out, stressed out, and then not long after, best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. They oh, say that. 99% of the time. Yes, eh? because of course it's a stressful thing to do at the time, but you'll get through it mm. and you'll find the thing, something that makes you happier. Mm. And maybe it might not be the thing that makes you happy, but it'll make you happier and if you just keep moving forward. If you have goals and ambitions, you want to be something completely different to what you are now, you want to be a pilot. Well, on the side, see if you can be taking some lessons. Yeah. Um, you you know, meet, meet with pilots, hang out where they've, Fly amateur planes and make friends with these people. Get the knowledge of them. Just hmm. you, you just to work towards your goal. Just, just do it. Just hmm. find what you need to study. Find the people you need to hang out with. It's not too late. Hmm. Just get in with the people hmm. that are doing the thing you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Surround yourself, eh? Yeah, and you learn from them, and then you become friends with them, and an opportunity comes up, and who are they going to think of? You exactly right because they know that you're keen. Mm. They know that you've learned a bit, and people will just help you out in that situation. If you mm. want to be, if you want to be a say a pilot again, and you're hanging out with plain people, <laughs> is there, is there, do you want to be a pilot? Am no. I sensing? Am I sensing I some quite un- a big one, eh? fulfilled dream? If you want to be a chef, okay, start hanging out at restaurants. Oh my gosh, start, a, start an Instagram page, bitch <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> start an Instagram. You know, I wanted to be a chef when I was younger. Did you? Well, I thought I did, and then I worked in a restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Start an Instagram page. That's also a good one with your with your hobby and dreams on it, and mm. just get known. Get known, and I'd say also don't let the fear of comparison. I not the fear. Of, don't let comparison become an obstacle as well. I'd say that. Yeah, that's a good one. Because you I mean I can look at the other podcast pages that have ten thousand listeners or whatever a day. I'm like, oh well, I'll never get there. But you know, it's not. No, but you. Well, because you started and you had no listeners, and now you've got some listeners. True. And I'm sure your listeners yeah. are increasing, not decreasing, although that could change after today. Sorry about it. Yeah. Uh, so JJ was the last guest. You may not be the best. Show. You may not be the best podcaster in the world. You may not be the biggest podcaster in the world, mm. but you serve, a, you serve a, a market. There's people that enjoy your podcast. Mm. 
for your success, you're going to be successful there, but this experience will lead you further into, you mm. know, you want to do radio mm. or whatever it is you want to do because you've got this experience, you're starting to meet people in the industry. Mm. I feel like I'm getting one-on-one mentoring right now. <laughs> is there a hidden cost here? <laughs> no, it's free. Just nah. I'll pay you and lollies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Flipping awesome. Well, like you said earlier, generous spirit, thank you for giving me your Saturday morning. Well, not quite anymore. Is it? I feel like you really need to edit half of this. No, people I will fall asleep. No, do you know, I used to edit like mad and now I keep it as it is. Yeah. I do cut some things like I'll, oh, yeah. I'll skim through, but for the most part, what has been said will stay said unless oh. off air you tell me, Hey Brad, we really got to cut well, that no, bit. There's nothing there that I'd say is a problem. I just think, People be bored. Nah, people love the. There's definitely a couple of tune out spots there, surely. Well, there's a couple, but that's that's when if you need to go <laughs> toilet in those spots, that's when you go. You know, if you're cooking dinner and you need to go and check on something, that's yeah. when you go. Okay. Wait till JJ talks about the time she met Tom Cruise, then you can leave it. Oh yeah, can you, well, you can do that's teasers most... throughout it. Can you insert some teasers coming up in ten minutes yeah, on the podcast? Yeah, 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 JJ Feeney met Tom Cruise. So please hang in there while JJ <laughs> talks about the logistics Being of being inside his trailer. Mm. <laughs> Uh, hey you're a legend and i just wanted to say thanks for hopping on it's been fun (laughs) thanks for having me have you enjoyed it Mm. (laughs) (laughs) like i say i don't like talking about myself hey i do bloody well at it though eh? you're very good at it far out i talk too much yeah well it's your job brad og nice to meet you nice to meet you that's why it's called the bog cast in case you missed that earlier yeah hashtag primary school teacher by day podcaster by night make sure you check out bitching in the kitchen JJ's Bitchin' Kitchen. Oh, JJ's Bitchin' Kitchen. On the story. The story. I'll put one up soon. I'll put one up tonight. Yeah. At. <laughs> get the tagging happening. At JJ's Bitchin' Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legend. Absolute legend. Good, good, good.